Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet before we nursed. Oh, listen, Laverne, shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. It's the Barbecue Central Show, where we talk about Barbecue Central Show items. We also talk about live fire items. Things that are happening in the land of live fire can all be found right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Dan was wondering if we've pimped the Vortic watch yet. Here we go, Dan. As a matter of fact, because I know you like to look on the inside of things, I will flip that watch dial over, and you can take a look at that exhibition case bag, everybody. Still to come on the show this evening, the embedded correspondence in about 11 minutes from now. After that, we will be... Doing the American Idol Barbecue Central Show Edition Finals, where John Solberg and myself will be unveiling our recorded duet, mastered and mixed by the official sound guy of the Barbecue Central Show, Haniel Trisna. And you can find him over on Facebook if you have sound needs yourself, or if you're looking to have somebody master something or make your crappy recording sound masterful, as you will hear. Haniel is the guy, Haniel Trisna. So check him out, and that's what we have for the balance of the show. Again, we will sing live after the recorded duet, and then after the show, voting opens, and you will just email me in one name, and that is the name you want to have as the winner, and you will have from this evening all the way until next Monday at midnight. And here we go. One of those things that you will be able to talk about having had a hand in all these years later. Jason Pettis writing in, I have never been able to figure it out. What is the soundbite between 54 wieners and dog shitting peach seeds? What is the soundbite between those? Hmm. Oh, now I'm intrigued. Let's figure it out. Oh, too far. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Mm-hmm. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate 54 wieners. Jason, that's Gary Vaynerchuk. The Gary Vaynerchuk saying, listen, Lavernius, Lavernius Coles, former wide receiver of the New York Jets. If you know anything about Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a huge New York Jets fan, actually would like to own the New York Jets at some point. And we were talking about Lavernius Coles. And I believe at that time, Brett Favre was going to be or was the quarterback of the New York Jets, if you believe that. 
And Lavernius was running his fat yapper, and Gary said, hey, Lavernius, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. That's what happened, Jason. There you go. That is the origin story of that particular sound drop within. And what's Charbono? Haniel, Charbono is a wine. What are you talking about? Charbono, it's all about the Charbono dude when he was on the show talking about a wine that goes with barbecue segment. I've had really famous people on the show before they were famous or after they were really famous. You're right, Diane Me, that is a wine. Charbono is a wine. It's delicious. If you're a wine person, Charbono is widely overlooked. You might enjoy it. Check out a Charbono. I'm sure Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah drank Charbono on the regular. Rusty, you drank Charbono on the regular? Of course you do. That's right. I don't talk. I just wanted to show your face. Give me a break. It's not your time yet. You wait. So anyway, you know what? One of these days, I'll go over all the drops and talk about everything. You know, like where did this Peace one came love. from? And where this one we'll came from? And where this and one came from? And where this how one came you? from? And how, how about uh, this one? Bye. Come on. We have too much. I do a whole second hour on the drops of the show. What about where this one came from? Anybody know where that one came from? I know where it came from. Hey, don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and Snapchat slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for live video feeds. Also, slash RD Rempy on YouTube. And you can also get an ad-free podcast feed if you so desire by becoming a Patreon patron over at my patreon page that's patreon.com slash bbq central show dan you got it that's right that was mo case if you are an apple podcast user you can subscribe to the ad free podcast feed right in the show itself right in that app coming up on the best moments of the barbecue central show in 10 minutes or less this friday episode 187 july 12th 2011 if you can believe it one of the most successful competition cooks in KCBS history, Mike Davis from Lotta Bull. Anybody remember that name? He was a guest back then. We talked about a recent win at a competition he was at over that past weekend. We also talked a bit about when a team, specifically him, decides to make changes to their cooking program as their meat scores start to fall off. Specifically, we were talking about chicken at that point, but I said, hey, when you notice after four or five or six competitions that your chicken scores all of a sudden started to drop, when do you decide to make changes? And are you making wholesale changes, less than wholesale changes? What do you do? A lot of that talk within that best moment, so go check it out. Mike Davis, always a great guest. And when it comes to the American Royal, by the way, let me give you a history lesson if you're not familiar. Mike Davis is one of the most prolific American Royal winners, both on the open and invitational side there has ever been. That was his honey hole. I don't know how many teams can say that the American Royal is their honey hole, but the American Royal is Mike Davis's honey hole. He won the invitational multiple times. He won the open multiple times. Very impressive. I think you'll enjoy this best moments, whether you compete or not. Fun fact. This is how the show sounded when it was only three years old, live, 2011, if you can believe it. 
Also, if you want to have a past guest or segment heard again in the best of format, many of you are starting to do it. By the way, shoot John an email, J-O-N at the BBQ Central Show dot com, and he will do his best to meet your expectations. And then there's this. Uh-oh. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I was talking to Sam, the cooking guy, maybe two months ago. And I brought up a local food, growing food chain here in the Cleveland area called Swenson's. The kids loved it. And I, he, Sam accused me of being very angry at Swenson's success. Completely not angry at their success. Not only that, lauded their success and applaud their success. Two different things. I know what they mean. But I belong to a Cleveland-based food Facebook group. It's highly populated. I was getting ready to get my head blown off as I posted this. And this is what I post. I've eaten at many Swenson's restaurants over the years, and while I see nothing but rave reviews for their burgers, I find them to be very average. I think some people are ashamed to speak the truth. What say you? Pretty innocuous. Well, 185 answers later, I'm here to tell you that not only... Do I feel 100% vindicated on my take that Swenson's burgers are average and that the consuming public is continuing to perpetuate a bad burger as being the end-all, be-all burger of American freaking history? And what do you know? I have an army of people behind me. For instance, Karen McGill replying, meh. I like the sides, and that's it. Uh, yet, uh, we feel the same, Anne writes. Mike writes, uh, better, uh, below average at best. Travis writes, burgers full of brown sugar. Hard pass. Darlene writes, I'm not a fan. Dorothy writes, so-so burgers. Lisa says, I do not like them. Sugary and cinnamon-like. Hillary writes, tried their burgers twice. Won't go out of my way to eat there. I think they're overrated. Pam writes, I will never have one again. Layla writes, it's a gimmick. Jesse writes, compared to McDonald's, it's still not that good. Oh, dear. I was on a roll, too. Nevertheless. Alan writes, I think they're amazingly average. Bruce writes, Swenson's never won me over. Valerie writes, not a fan. Meyer writes, agree, milkshakes only, totally disappointed otherwise. Jessica writes, I feel the same way, couldn't agree more. Debbie writes, kind of meh. Great shakes, though. Maria writes, totally overrated. Kathy, yes, I agree with you, Greg. Then there was this lady, Michelle, as a local business owner. I personally think it's shameful to publicly put your negative opinion out there asking for people to agree. Fuck you. It's my question. I'll ask what I want. I wasn't asking for people to agree. I wondered if I was the only one. And 175 of you agree with me. 
I wish nothing but success for Swenson. Good for you. My kids were there last night. They love it. But it appears there's a secret society of people who also believe that the Swenson's burger, while touted to be the best burger ever, is the best average burger ever. Which it is. I gotta save my voice. I'm singing in like 30 minutes. I'm gonna go dark here. John, you're gonna carry the next segment. (laughs) Hey, Pits and Spits has been building these great pits since 1983. They got stainless steel roll-top hoods. They got front shelves. They're built out of 304 stainless. Some companies focus on low cost, but not pits and spits. They don't like tack weld, cheap stainless electronics that you can't trust. Having in-house manufacturing gives them complete control of the design and standards, not something you find with items brought in from overseas. Their steel suppliers supply material to be used in some of the harshest environments around, so they perform in any and all conditions. Plus, they have unimpeded transparency into the programming. No worries there. Pits and Spits has a dealer network across the country. If there isn't one near you, call Coy in the shop, 814, I'm sorry, 844-650-6250. That's 844-650-6250. Whether you're a backyard grill master or a competition cooking team, Pits and Spits has a product for you. You can check out all their products, pitsandspits.com, spelled out, or see their Pits in the Wild across social media with their handle at Pits and Spits. Once again, all spelled out. So see Sam the cooking guy. I'm not angry. I'm a prognosticator. I'm a I'm a soothsayer. And we're back with the embedded correspondence right after this. Stick around. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories, whether you're a beginner or professional. Definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Let me just count and see who's in here. All right. All right. All right. Very good. Guy the Cooking Sam, you know what my kids like? Mac and cheese from a goddamn box. No credibility as food critics whatsoever. No kidding. Join Join the club, Guy. All kids love boxed mac and cheese. Well, I mean, truth be told, if it's made right, I like boxed mac and cheese as well. That being said, it is the fourth Tuesday of the month in the second hour, and the first segment is joined by the embedded correspondents. There they are. Doug Shiding is right below me, and directly to my side at the top is John Solberg from Michigan, and caddy corner for me is Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah. Guys, we've got a number of different things to talk about this evening before we get to the American Idol Barbecue Central Show Edition Finals, where it will be John Solberg from Michigan and myself from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, battling it out for the 2021 title and pointing to season three, which I'm sure all of you are very excited 
to know that we already have the season three going. Jeff Rice is also going to be taking part in season three as well, so no worries about that. But we have a couple of other topics to get to before we get into the singing. First one is this. Let's pick up where we left off with Derek Rich's last segment before at the end of the first hour. And that is uh, this business going on in the live fire industry. Uh, Doug, you are a man who buys and sells businesses on the regular. You are a contractor with Traeger Grills. So I want to give you first crack at this because I don't know what you're allowed to say or what you're not allowed to say, depending on your personal preference or professionally or whatever. But as uh, Traeger goes out for IPO, I thought it was going to be three to six months or whatever it is with filings and this and that. But Derek reveals that uh, just being released today, the Traeger is going to be dropping Thursday, 23.5 million shares. Uh, Your thoughts on them going public and will you be buying shares and should we be buying shares? Yeah, I can't can't comment on Traeger due to my confidentiality NDA uh, agreement. But as a business broker, you know, going IPO versus selling your business to another owner, it's different. The the private equity groups and, and things are always looking for a unicorn. That's you always see that on on the you know the uh, investment group you know talk shows and things like that. So the valuation is not based on goodwill. I liken it to more good uh, blue sky, which is you know future earnings potential. Whether you know no matter what what company's going IPO, so it's just a different ball game. I mean, my, the largest company I've sold is seven and a half million. Derek mentioned that he thinks that. Andrus is setting up for an exit at some point, maybe within the next six, seven months. Would you agree with that? Or do you think that he feels that he has taken the ship in a direction that nobody else could and he has more time in it to do more things and to build more value? Yeah, I, I, I don't have a pulse on that, but um, I'd be very surprised. I, if he, if he, if he didn't stay longer than that, very surprised, surprised that Weber went out or no, no, uh, am I, Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting that Weber went out in the Weber release. I, th- I found it interesting that, you know, all the debt that they had, like 1.5 billion, 1.25 in, uh, uh, long-term debt, basically hoping to, to get rid of and then. Doug, you there? Oh, dear. Yeah, or it was last October. Uh, yeah. Doug? Oh, my gosh. Yes. You got the jetpack on tonight, Doug? So, anyway, they had three. All right, Doug, uh, you are put in timeout for now. John, let's go to you. Uh, Traeger is out for public consumption on Thursday. Uh, your thoughts about them going out, and are you a buyer? Not a buyer. Uh, they're gonna. They got enough of their Traeger fans to take care of them. They don't need my dollars because you know the Traeger people are gonna flock there and buy it all up. <laughs> so because Traeger told them to. Because that's how Traeger people roll. A- anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm being a little bit facetious, Doug. Um, I, I I don't have an opinion. It doesn't. It's like you know I I'm interested in it. I like the battle. I. Is it gonna come down to the Traeger and the Weber thing? But at the end of the day, it doesn't affect my life. Um, I'm more curious to see what they're going to do to the rest of the industry as they slowly try to consume the world of electronics and outdoor cooking that's connectivity or connected outdoor cooking. That's an interesting thing to watch. Uh, Your thoughts on that, Rusty? Um, You know, I don't know what Doug said. IPOs, all this crap flies way over my head. 
I wouldn't even know where to buy the damn stock. So no, uh, I don't know what I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, where do you buy this stuff at? You know, like what what do I do? Just like go to Walmart, grab like one of those things next to the iTunes card. I don't know. Yes. So <laughs> that, okay. <laughs> no. Oh, bigger stuff. Of course you know. Yes. You go to scottrade.com who sponsors the show and then you just buy the stock yourself. It's real easy. You can do it in two minutes or Robin Hood or you know, whatever those uh, apps are that allow you to, to buy stock that, you know, everybody was freaking out over GameStop a couple months ago. I don't know, man. That's, that whole thing's a trip. Everyone's talking about Dogecoin, and I, I'm out, man. I'm out on that stuff. That gives me a headache. Uh, I just, I have a roll of hundreds under my pillow, and that's where I, that's where I invest. Um, and then as far as Traeger goes, I don't know, man. They just keep on adding stuff. I, whatever. Go, go Traeger. <laughs> it's like... You know, it's like that pampered chef thing. It's just a whole bunch of stuff I don't need. So good do, for them. Do you think that we are quickly, not even slowly, but quickly evolving into a completely connected, not pit masterful cooking experience to the everyday Tom, Dick, and Harry and Jane? I, I believe that's the case. I also see people like Matt Pittman, you know, who have a huge trigger following going to stick burners. I feel like we're going to go backwards too. So I think there'll be a perfect balance of that. You know, I think a lot of people are going to want to roll it back and there's gonna be a lot of people want to go forward and there's gonna be just enough of it for everybody. That's what I think. John agree with that. I do, but the, the connectivity part, come on, people can't turn their lights out without having smart light bulbs. So, so chasing this connectivity thing or, or the, you know, whatever those personal assistants are that you ask stuff to. So yeah, it's going to go that way. I, I, I tend to agree with Rusty. Um, I just developed that when he said it. Yeah, I can see this pendulum going to swing back and it's going to keep going back and forth both ways. So it, it's never going to change. At the end of the day, we're still going to smoke some meat with some fire and some wood. However, that's driven. That part's never going to change. At, at the end of the day, you still got to dig a ditch with a shovel. A shovel is never going to be obsolete. And that may be a bad analogy, but fire and wood and smoke is never going to be obsolete. Doug, do you agree with Rusty's take that it might start to roll back to a more old school theme. You on mute, Doug? Doug? Yeah, I am. Okay. So anyway, yeah, I think, I think that's a minor, uh, pop amount of the population. So, um, in addition to Weber and Traeger, uh, did you see that barbecue guys and solo stuff are also, uh, thinking about doing an IPO. So that was in an article from Forbes too. So, you know, in the barbecue industry, I mean, it's had a, quite a resurgence in in the covid time period so it's interesting that all these these different barbecue companies are going public now do you think that there is a race to have maybe three major manufacturers at some point we're going to bubble up to have two or three main companies that are now the market leaders and there's going to be a quick run to try and ingest whoever is beneath them to try and, and be the biggest and the baddest? Do you see that happening, Doug? Um, it's happened in a lot of industries, so why wouldn't it happen in this one? John? Yeah, I can see that. That uh, Look at the automotive industry in the early 1900s when there was car manufacturers everywhere. It came down to three. Now it's surged back up to salon brands. And But yeah, I can, you know, railroads did the same thing. I, I can see that being a reality. Rusty, you agree? 100%. Yeah, that's... You know, it's just the nature of things. It's how everything rolls and then as big as this industry has gotten and will continue to get, it will continue to do what it does, you know, and grow hor hor uh, horizontally. That, that's this way, right? That's across. Yeah. 
That's what you mean. That's vertical. horizontal. You want vertical, I bet. You guys get my point, right? <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I think that eventually it's all, you know, yeah, of course, it's all going to do it. And then there's going to be the big threes and they're going to be the ones controlling the game. And there'll be people who can come out and do their thing and some can take over and some will just die off. But there'll be there's already so many pellet smoker companies coming out right now, which is super weird. But, you know, Traeger's making a move, man. They're going to be they're going to be consuming everything. Rusty, let me stay with you. Uh, just a quick answer on this. I, I didn't necessarily think that this was an option, but Derek certainly switched my thinking very quickly. With the purchase of Meter that Traeger did a couple weeks ago, do you see them eating the patents and killing the product? Like, where do you put that as a percentage of happening? I'm not going to ask Doug, but where do you think uh, that would happen? I guess I would assume just because I don't like, I don't really care much for the product itself. So I would think that they would too, because I don't know how it would work exactly, you know, like, so they would probably just develop their own system down the road, you know, just kind of take what, take it and make it their own in a different way. Cause I think it's got to change before it can be a really popular addition to what they're doing. And it's got to get a little bit better. You know, there's got to be a little bit more, uh, faster read times. It's got. It can't be a freaking cannonball. You know, a whole bunch of different things. So I think, yeah, I think they'll they'll take it and destroy it and build up their own and make it a little bit better. John, do you see him working the kinks out of meter? Or do you see them killing meter? I see him working the kinks out of it, but I also see them as a. I'm going to use the term patent troll, even though it's a bit out of place. They're patent trolling kind of in a reverse engineering way. You know, there's all these companies, this, that technology is somebody's going to do it. <clears throat> Someone's going to perfect it. It's here to stay. They're going to, they bought those patents. So they own it. They're going to control it. They can kill off those, you know, illegal patent breakers. It, that technology, somebody's going to do it and they can do it. And then they can kill everybody off in the process who else is trying, just like they're trying to do with the pellet business. Doug, I'm trying to ask you a question and not leave you out of it. Uh, if you can't answer it, just tell me. Is Traeger sure. positioned to make the meter how we think it should have been two or three years ago when you guys fell in for the crowdfunding and I knew better? Yeah, I, I, I don't know much about the the, the acquisition, if, if anything, but uh, as a user of the meter, I hope it works. <laughs> you know, so uh, I hope so. I mean, do you, do you think that the, they are a company that could help that product along? Maybe I didn't ask a, a good question, but I mean, it, it's in better hands in Traeger's hands if they decided they wanted to develop it out of something that, as Rusty said, leaves a cannonball size hole in it and is uh, after the lid is down six or seven feet of connectivity at best. Yeah, on on the Bluetooth of the of the meter. So yeah. yeah, it's it's the you know the internet portion that that I hope they get they get fixed and stuff, but. Uh, um, Tech, Traeger fashions themselves as a technology company. So, Guys, let's change gears here and talk about my favorite thing ever, and that, of course, is barbecue sauce. I'm sure we all make our own succulent and lovely barbecue sauce, but nothing beats the convenience of going somewhere online or in a store or in a specialty store. So the question I'm about to ask is this. If it's for sale then I consider that to be a commercially made rub. Now, maybe for some of the new listeners to the show or new to live fire cooking, it, some names might not be as recognizable. But I would like for you guys to share maybe your top two or three commercially available sauces, what your favorites are. And John, we'll start with you. 
and tell us why you like them. You know, I only have one favorite, but I always have oh. two in the fridge. Um, my one favorite sauce right now is actually Code Three Spices Patriot, and that Patriot isn't a political statement. It's been Patriot sauce for a long time. Um, I like it. It's sweet, but it's not too sweet. I think I like it so much because there's zero cumin in it. And that's important for me. Um, so I really, right now today, said I, I've been putting that stuff on everything and not necessarily barbecue because I don't necessarily always put sauce on barbecue. I put it on other things like maybe French fries. Um, and then the other f sauce I always have in the fridge is Sweet Baby Ray's Original just because if people come over, uh, they like it and they want it. And I, I'm not a, it's a little too thick for me. It's a little too sweet for me. It's a little too liquid smoky for me, but other people like it. So those are the two things that are in my fridge all the time. Rusty. Um, I, I, I couldn't say my favorite. Um, Head Country Original is definitely up there. Um, it, one of my favorites that I go to all the time is Smoke This Kansas City style. I, it's really hard to get. You can get it on BigPapaSmokers.com. That's where I usually get it. Uh, fantastic, good smoke flavor, not really sweet. Um, we use it for competitions. It's very popular in a competition, especially for chicken, but it goes well on everything. Um, granny's is something I always have uh, when I can get barbecue sauce, but I just, cause I don't eat a lot of it, but when I do granny's, um, and I gotta be honest that Hey girl, Hey Texas stuff. I really like that. It's for, but that would be a honorable mention. Doug, your favorite barbecue sauces. Well, I, uh, like Rusty, I used to the Head Country original used to be my favorite. Apple habanero is my favorite now. Um, I went and looked in my fridge just to see what I had open in there. And I have, of course, Blues Hog for competition. Oddly enough, I have that Kansas City smoke this um, uh, uh, as well in in my fridge. And I, found, I saw that I actually have, this isn't a, a sauce, but I have four different types of rib candy, which is more of a oh. glaze, but I had four four different types of rib candy open in my refrigerator. So those three sauces and four rib candies. All right. Uh, my sauces are as follows. Oh, boy. That's the wrong one. In particular order, my favorite commercially available rub is, uh, sauce, I'm sorry, is Blue's Hog Tennessee Red. It's delicious. Uh, buy it by the quart, buy it by the gallon, unscrew the top, drink it straight out of the jar. It is simply marvelous. Uh, and I'm not talking about the rub. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, also, it's good when you do 50-50 original Blues Hog in Tennessee Red. It's also good when you do three-quarters Tennessee Red and a quarter Blues Hog original, whatever you like. Uh, but Tennessee Red is a winner for me. Also, I love, it used to be Stubbs mild or stubs medium but now it's i guess just plain stubs they've they got rid of some of the heat signatures on those so i love stubs original barbecue sauce and uh, much like john although he's not a, necessarily a fan uh, i'm uh, a bigger fan than perhaps he is uh, sweet baby rays it's uh, amenable to everybody if you're having a big party uh, i would say if i have my sauce out and a thing of sweet baby rays out uh, six out of ten probably reach for the Sweet Baby Rays because it's something that they're familiar with. And unlike John, I don't necessarily think that there's a huge smoky component to it like you would find with a craft or a Casey Masterpiece or something along these lines where you pop the top off 
and boom, it's hitting you in the face with an incredible amount of liquid smoke because we all know that I detest liquid smoke to the highest degree. And if they had it, and the only reason this didn't make it on the list because you can't get it anymore, uh, Reverend Marvin's mustard-based sauce was a life changer for me. And uh, unfortunately, you can't get that anymore. So that's my honorable mention, as Rusty said. But you, it's really not even honorable mention because you can't even get it anymore, unfortunately. But that's my list there. Uh, Blues Hog, Tennessee Red, Stubbs, Original, and Sweet Baby Ray's. And we got a minute and a half left before we get into the finals. Let me ask you this. Rusty, we'll start with you. Should you or should you not have expectations when you're eating out regardless of the facility you're eating at? This goes for any kind of food. Any. Should you not have, I don't know, as far as like people who think their food's better? Is that what you're talking about? No, just you going in as a consumer. Should you have any expectation going in anywhere? I don't. I don't know. No, I don't know why you would. It's but it's human nature. Not and that's kind of what we do if for survival, right? If we don't go in and kind of judge the place, that's kind of we would just be walking into a cave and just like, oh, look at that pretty bear. You know, there's a there's an element of judginess that we have. You know, we've had for millions of years. So you kind of have to a little bit. I think you just kind of normally do, but I think don't think you should. I think you should get everything a fair shot. When I lived in New Orleans, man, some of those po' boy shops, we, I wouldn't touch it for the 10 foot pole anywhere else because it looked like I was going to get Jardia the second I walked in. And so, um, but they were some of the best sandwiches I've ever had. So, you know, it's really hard to determine what's good and what's not. In fact, we went to the sushi place all the time that I absolutely loved and the health department shut it down permanently. So I'm pretty sure I didn't, I could have probably died, but. I don't think you should, man. I think you should go in open-minded. You know, people, you know, everyone tries real hard. Everyone wants to, you know, you never know. It could be your absolute favorite restaurant of all times. Doug, should you have expectations going into any restaurant as a consumer? Yes or no? Oh, ab- absolutely. I always look at the the, the scores, but uh, I live on the edge a little bit and I eat at Thai restaurants all the time. <laughs> uh, John said with peace and love. Of course, peace and peace love. Peace and love. John, peace should you have love. expectations <laughs> going in as a consumer at a restaurant? I think you should have some expectations. You know, I expect the I expect the lobby to be clean when I walk in at any place, and I, I understand what Rusty said. Um, I expect it to be clean. I expect there to be good service. I don't necessarily have expectations about the food. I'll figure that out when it comes. But yeah, I think you should have some level of expectation. Uh, I agree. I think there should be a level of expectation, especially if you're going into, let's say, a fine dining restaurant, and you read all, all of these great generated from the PR person's hype reviews of how great it's going to be. Uh, I think it's only natural that you're going in. Um, perhaps you should always temper your expectations, but having expectations, certainly nothing wrong with that. And we will end the conversation there. Oh, my goodness. Fellows, if you can believe it, we are getting ready for the live American Idol. So stand by, and we'll be right back with that. I will quickly... Talk to you about Primo Grills before we get into that. What do we love about ceramic cookers? Hold on. Marley. Marley? Hello. What do we love about ceramic cookers? That they're ceramic. That's right. We love that they're ceramic, 100%. (laughs) 
We love that they have low and slow temperature capabilities for true barbecued meats. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot for temperatures like grilling steaks and thinner cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to do both professional and backyard cooks. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire in a round ceramic cooker is not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. And a Primo Grill, the game-changing oval design, the shape gives you the ability to execute two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, there are more than 60 different ways to configure the Primo Cooker, so you're only limited by your culinary imagination. We all know that the Live Hinge has been revamped, gives you a nice eight-pound lift. Oh, jeez, sorry. That's all right. Uh, Eight-pound lift, which is really light. There were also revamps made to the top and bottom air dampers. But if you're wanting more and more and more, Primo has you covered. The most anticipated accessory to date is out. You can get it right now. The Primo Grill Rotisserie will turn out great food, including everyone's favorite chicken. With ease, go online to primogrill.com and check or visit a local Primo dealer. Pick one up there. Coming a bit later, the Primo Pizza Grill Accessory. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Peeled, get the punt. Here's the bottom line, the best ceramics in the biz. Yes, patented technology. Yes, true two-zone cooking capabilities and multiple sizes. Yes, and if you just have to have a round one, they have one of those as well. But really, consider the oval for Pete's sake. Visit primogrill.com or a dealer near you and check them out on Facebook or Instagrams. Who's ready for a Primo? Anybody ready for a Primo? I'm ready for a Primo. Primogrill.com, that's primogrill.com, and we are back with the Barbecue Central Show's American Idol Finals. Right after this, stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com through the grilling season to get tips and tricks from pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, and Childs Cridland. Go to smokinwithsmithfield.com if you're a Smithfield committed cook to report your first place pork and rib finishes. That would be shoulder and rib finishes, I guess. Otherwise, smithfield.com for the recipe. Right, let's go ahead and get going. That song can only mean one thing. Four months have passed since we started this journey of singing excellence. And by excellence, I mean mediocrity, of course. (laughs) And it will come to an end. The singing will come to an end. But we have all the rest of the week up until Monday midnight to vote for the winners. And all of us are in here this evening, so we unmute correspondence and we unmute the guests so here we are there's Doug Shiding below me Rusty Monson right next to Doug and the ladies in studio there's Bobby Bobby say hi I can't hear you go ahead try again hi. there she is Maddie say hi hi and can you hear yourself tonight Maddie I sure can okay and Willis can you say hi real quick hello all right put it right up to your mouth and speak on the top go ahead, try again say hello hello I like it she speaks and it looks like the the picture of Chef 
Ben Biebenroth is also in the middle, but guess what? He's not there. I don't. <laughs> he's just stuck there. That's all right. Just watching. It's very weird, but whatever. All right, ladies. Uh, here we are in the finals. We're gonna do a produced duet up front. But Bobby, give me your thoughts as we lead in here to the finals. You have me and you have John from Michigan going to be dueling it out for supremacy of season two. What are you looking forward to tonight? I'm looking forward to something that is going to knock my socks off. What about you, Maddie? She doesn't have socks on. Oh, somebody's already won. Who's that guy in the middle? That's the guy I was just talking about, Chef Ben Biebenroth, but he was my first hour guest, but his picture's up. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, Maddie. <laughs> I am expecting some good songs and some good skills and pushing yourselves to the limit, but not too much to the point where you sound bad. Are you scared of the live singing? Yes. Me too. Because <laughs> I heard you singing earlier. What do you look forward to tonight? I'm excited to hear the live singing. All right. Are you excited to hear the duet? Yep. All right, Doug, what are you excited to hear about tonight? Oh, yeah. Are we doing big and rich, right, a cowboy? No, 100% not. What are you What are you looking forward to on the live singing part? I'm ho- hopeful that you don't get on the, your knees this year like you did last year and blow it last year, <laughs> so, <laughs> so to speak, pun intended. But anyway, yes. <laughs> Uh, Rusty, what are you looking forward to tonight in the finals? I'm I'm looking forward to John whooping some serious ass. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking for all you people out there voting for John and and, and winning. Let's do it, John. That's right. John, you're in the finals tonight. Uh, Your thoughts as we lead in here to the produced duet mixed by none other than the Barbecue Central Show's official sound guy, Haniel Tristan. It's an incredible journey to be here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a long shot for sure. I'm honored to be here on the stage with you tonight. Um, it's been a long, long journey. And no matter what the outcome is today, I will be, I'm looking forward to next season. And I'm also looking forward to getting through tonight. So I'm just super happy to be on the stage with you tonight. All right. Well, without any further run up, we will lead off this evening with the produced duet. It is a song. Well, I even think the girls have actually heard this song. Uh, I know everybody else on the day is here, and everybody in the live listening audience has heard it. So see if you can spot it, and we'll get reaction right after this. I'll put everybody on mute, and I give to you the produced version of this song. Kitty in the middle and swinging like it just don't care. 
So I took a big dance at the high school dance with a lady who was ready to play. It wasn't me, she was fluid, cause she knew what she was doing. But she told me how to walk this way. She told me to walk this way. Talk this way. Walk this way. Talk this way. She told me to walk this way. Talk this way. Everybody, here we go. That was your produced duet. We thank Daniel Trisna, the official sound guy of the Barbecue Central Show, for mix mastering that. What? Maddie, don't hide your. We can all see you on camera talking secretly. So we will go right to the in studio judges then, if they're so quick and ready. Oh, I think I've cut Marley out of the picture. That's all right. Uh, Maddie, Maybe she'll talk. your thoughts on what you just heard, the produced duet, Run DMC, featuring Aerosmith's Walk This Way, a classic too. Yeah, that was something. That's what you got? Yep. Oh, dear. <laughs> Marley, thumbs up or thumbs down? It's not in the middle. I can't see that thumb, Marley. Thumbs up. All right. <laughs> Use your other hand, dummy. Bobby? It was interesting for sure. It was a a listening experience. Are your socks blown off? Yes. Yes, all right. Doug, your thoughts on the duet of Run DMC featuring Aerosmith? Actually, I think the soup or bowl advertisers and promoters would be <laughs> happy to have a close matchup as we've got tonight. Okay. <laughs> <It> was close. <laughs> Rusty, your thoughts on the duet? I know you're a expert in the music field. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> really? That was the worst what? thing. I, I That was really bad, guys. And I knew both good. You know, like, wow, that was 
Ooh. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I think everyone's thinking it. I'm just going to be the one to say. Right. Rusty, host of a podcast, is really feeling himself. He's going to let it all hang. Uh, John, after listening back, do you agree with Rusty saying that we were the worst ever? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. John agreed. I mean, wow. You know, we're going to entertain you. It's like, it's like, in, if you were entertained and you laughed and, you know, that's what, that's what we're here for. We're, we're here to try to make somebody smile. Look, as I said in the first hour, give me an A or give me an F. What did I give you? I gave you an F. There you go. <laughs> the judges talk all the time. Get out of your comfort zone. Push the limits. Things of this nature. And John and I decided to to take a risk. Don't ignore him. And go. Dad. We tried to go legend. See, even even Chewy. Tom. Even Oliver thinks that we were pretty good, I think. Uh, Dan on YouTube is saying that he cried. (laughs) So, I mean, what can we say? John, we tried our very best. It was interesting. It was interesting, as Bobby says. All right. <laughs> that brings us to the main event here this evening, folks. We are going to sing live right now. Oh my god. We go to the in-studio judges and majority will rule. Bobby, who do you want to have sing first? John, John. or me? Maddie, who do you want to sing first? John or me? You. Ooh. Marley will break the tie. Do you want to have John or me sing first? You. Me? Oh, wow. Well, I wasn't ready for that. Not like the professional I am. Oh, boy. Pull up my lyrics. What's up? Make sure that I don't lose my... Give them a Get a drink of my special liquid. Dude. Here we go. I have chosen the song by Everclear, a 90s favorite. Santa Monica. That's right. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. A lot of social media posts about it uh, over the years, singing along with it, all this stuff. So I've decided to give it a whirl. So without any further ado, I really don't want to sing on camera. That's going to be the worst. i got to figure out a way to not look at me, but I can't. Damn it. All right, well, I'm just going to go ahead. Ladies, you ready? Yep. All right. Stand by as we mute everybody. (sighs) Very nervous. All right. This means I'm going to be great. Here we go. I am still living with your ghost Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast I don't want to be your downtime I don't want to be your stupid game With my big black boots and an old suitcase I do believe I'd find myself a new place I don't want to be the bad guy I don't want 
your sleep walk dance anymore I just want to see some palm trees go and try to shake away this disease we can live beside the ocean leave the fire behind swim out past the breakers and watch the world die we can live beside the ocean leave the fire behind swim out past the breakers and watch the world die I am still dreaming of your face I'm hungry and hollow from all the pain you took away I don't want to be your good time I don't want to be your fallback crutch anymore I walk right out into a brand new day You see me rocking in my own weird way I don't want to be the bad guy I don't want to do your sleepwalk dance anymore I just want to feel some sunshine I just want to find some place to be alone We can live beside the ocean Leave the fire behind Swim out past the breakers And watch the world die We can live beside the ocean Leave the fire behind Swim out past the breakers And watch the world die we can live beside the ocean, leave the fire behind, swim out past the breakers and watch the world die. We can live beside the ocean and leave the fire behind, swim out past the breakers and watch the world die. Yeah, yeah, watch the world die. Yeah, hell, watch the world die. Yeah, watch the world die Oh yeah, watch the world die All right Oh my Hold on A lot of things to do here I'm on All right we're on. There we go. Sorry, a lot of production stuff to do here, folks. Let's change it up and go to the remote expert guests, Rusty Monson, first to weigh in. That was fantastic. One of, it's one of my top ten favorite songs of all times. You crushed it. Uh, you did it justice. You brought it some soul. You gave it some heat. I loved it. It was, it was awesome. Doug, your thoughts. I thought it was very good. You re- after the first kind of part of it, the second part of it, you really got into it. Um, but to use, you know, to, to what Maddie said last year, I detected some Hall effect or some auto tune on it. I'm just saying. Okay, Def- definitely no auto tune. That's for sure. Uh, no, th- was there a Hall effect on that? There, I think so. Maybe there might have been a little Hall effect, um, but definitely no auto tune. Uh, John, your thoughts? As, a, as my head-to-head competitor. Hey, great job. As a listener, I think that your effects were perfect. It sounded really good. Like I say, I think you have a, a great voice in general, and, and that was really well done. I've, I've got my work cut out for me. 
Now we go to the in-studio ladies here, who have been known to be cutthroat over the last many years. Bobby, your thoughts first. Well, compared to last year, a total improvement. Hmm. You did very, very well for being live. I think it was probably one of your best overall, even mixed in with the recorded ones, which is saying a lot because this was live. Hmm. But yeah, very good. Very good. Maddie? I think it was really good. And I don't really... What song did you sing last year? I sang that R&B song that everybody it laughed at me for. I, I really went outside of the box and paid for it. Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't remember last year's performance, but this one was really good. And you did sing a different song than you told me you were going to sing. Yeah, you liar. Yes, I know. You did lie to me. That's right. But it was actually really good. I'm kind of surprised. Oh, all right. Uh, and Willis, thumbs up or thumbs down? How good was it? Really good. All right. Very good. <laughs> now, we have yet... Another We don't need to figure out who's going next because we know who's going next. It's John. There he is right there. So, uh, John, you tell me when you are ready. I will duck the music and we will be off and running. Um, and may I ask if I will be center screen for this entire performance? Do you want me to put you in the block six? I'm good. Uh, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore me. All right. I'm pretty good with that. So, uh, you tell me when. Go ahead and duck, and I will try. I'm going to do this. Sometimes in our lives, we all have pain, we all have sorrow, but if we're wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend, I'll help you carry on, for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. Please swallow your pride if I have things. You need to borrow For no one can feel Those of your needs That you won't let show You just call on me brother When you need a hand We all need somebody to lean on I just might have a problem that you understand. We all need somebody to lean on. 
lean on me when you're not strong i'll be your friend i'll help you carry on for it won't be long till i'm gonna need somebody to lean on not on i'm on you're not on i am not on but now i am there was john right there lean on me was john's song selection we will go to the in-studio judges marley thumbs up or thumbs down (laughs) thumbs up all right and maddie your thoughts on john's performance i thought it was good um a little pitchy but it is live so i'll cut you some slack um yeah it was good bobby I liked it. I thought it was good. So, uh, you both did well. So. All right, we go to Texas. Doug, your thoughts. Texas. Wow. Doug's in Texas. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's only been five years, not to worry. But uh, <laughs> anyway, this is David versus Goliath, John versus Greg. This could be very interesting when America votes. So very gr- uh, good, John. You give hope for me since I lost first first this year that who knows, maybe I can be in the finals next year. Probably not. Rusty, your thoughts on John's performance of Lean On Me, a classic. Great. Uh, great song choice, man. It wasn't your best, but it certainly wasn't your worst. You did a great job. I think that hopefully the people out there will... Uh, will vote in your favor, but I think you crushed it uh, live. I, you've done far better than I would have, so good job, man. All right, so let's do this most uncomfortable portion of the evening. We're going to go around the table. You're going to give me a name on who you would vote for. John, who are you voting for? I'm, I'm voting for me. Yes! Guarantee one. Of course you <laughs> Uh Chef Ben Biebenroth, who are you voting for? He's got no answer. Okay, uh, Doug, we'll go to you. Who are you voting for? I'm voting for Greg, but John's going to win. Rusty, who are you voting for? Everyone's against my dad. I hope that John wins, but I think, I mean, I had to vote for you for a lot of reasons. Most importantly, just that song choice was outstanding. Bobby, who are you voting for? You. Maddie? You, and I don't understand why Rusty is so against you. And... And Rusty, why are you so against me? I mean, my kids are about ready to go to the therapy. The what? I'm for the underdog. Greg, whether he wants to believe it or not, can actually sing. So he's just beating up on the little kids, and I'm standing up for the little kids. (laughs) All right? That is so true. And and them as judges were so mean last year to their father. Let's let's replay the tape. Right. Uh, So, uh, Maddie, you're voting for me. And uh, Willis, who are you voting for? You. All right. I'm making out like a bandit here. He's thwarted. Look, here's what we need to keep in mind right now as the show is getting ready to end. Voting will now open. It will be up to America. It's not up to any of these judges here in studio. It's not up to any of these judges below me and catty corner to me, anything like that. America now will need to get out and vote. You have between now and next Monday until midnight where you can email me, greg at the 
bbqcentralshow.com. And just give me one name. Title it. Idol or song or whoever. Give me one name. John or Greg. Whoever gets the most votes will be announced as winner next Tuesday. In a week from now, we will have winner of season two. First of all, ladies, I want to say uh, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate the hard work you have put in over these last four months judging. Thank you. I know the social calendar is busy and you've made a lot of cancellations here over the last many months uh, coming true. in here at 1030 at night. Not so me. I appreciate that. Marley, thank you very much. Maddie, thank you very much. And Bobby, thank you very much. I love you. And I'll miss you when you go to school. It's going to be terrible. And then I want to thank Doug for participating and also being a judge. Rusty for participating and being a judge. And John for being my competition in the finals. I respect and admire all of you and appreciate the work that you've done. Uh, Doug, as we sum up season two here before we find out the results next week, your thoughts on uh, season two in general. I think it was pretty well received <laughs> despite the, uh, the lack of great performances in, in season one, it was much better overall in season two. What about you, Rusty? Your first, per, uh, your first time into an American Idol barbecue central show edition. Uh, some of your summary thoughts of the season. As a fan of the first season, uh, or you know, it was it was rough to get through. I thought I thought that second season was a little bit uh, gratuitous uh, after the first season, but I think a lot of people had kind of stepped up, and it got it was really nice. Actually, it, it turned out. So I'm actually excited the heat that's coming for season three. It's going to be a good one. John, your thoughts on season two as we wrap up and wait for a winner next week? From the first out last year to standing here with you tonight, I I, I feel like I've grown a lot from a audio standpoint it's really helped me learn a lot i think that we've produced better songs i think we'll continue to get better with this and and say push yourself out of your comfort zone trust me every single time i'm singing into this thing and we're all going to hear it i am out of my comfort zone so you know i'm just grateful for the opportunity and i'm just glad my two minutes and 37 seconds is done for the night and i can catch my breath (laughs) all right uh we're gonna wrap it up here john anything to promote on the way out just make sure you listen to the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less on Friday, and that's it for me. Rusty promotion? This Thursday, again, listen to the Pitmasters podcast. We have Nate Benson of the SCA Cooking Association. Also, if you're in Layton, Utah on Friday and Saturday, come check out the food truck from 11 to sell out. And Doug, promotion? Um, I'm teaching a Traeger brisket class August 10th. It's already sold out, luckily. And I'll be on the baseball and barbecue as a guest host of our friend, Adrian Miller. Uh, Bobby, any promotion before you leave? Watch my live stream games, Seton Hill University, volleyball, everybody. Watch me. Maddie, promoting anything tonight? Here we go. First time on mic. <laughs> if you want to, you can Venmo me for college funds. What's I'm your... a broke college student. Me too. At Maddie Rempe, M-A-D-D-I. Don't spell it wrong. One word, M-A-D-D-I-R-E-M-P-E. Venmo Maddie uh, Cash early and often. Uh, Willis Please. promoting anything tonight? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, there it is. We've come to a close here on season two. Ladies, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, Doug and Rusty and John, thank you very much for joining me and i will turn everybody loose here this evening and once again a successful season two 
Very good. Love it. Grand success, King of the Castle. So don't forget, get ready to send your votes in as we mark the end of season two here. Voting starts tonight, and we'll go until Monday. At midnight, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Deadbroke Barbecue is saying awesome, John. Here's a vote for John and another vote for John and another vote for John. There's a vote for me. Wow. Dan is waving his lighter. Bill Vopi, you're a better singer than you should be. What does that even mean? The dude from the first hour was unmoved. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> hey, let me talk to you quickly about Vortic Watch Company, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches, turn them into wristwatches. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America in order to do that. They combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique, quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. Here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortic makes is a unique, one-of-a-kind piece. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com to find out more or to get yours. We're back to wrap up the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back once again. We thank everybody for tuning in to the American Idol portion of the show. Thanks to John for being my competition this evening. We thank Rusty and John for uh, Rusty and Doug for judging, of course, and the ladies Bobby, Maddie, and Marley. As we get ready to make tracks on out of here, all the way back in the first hour, we had Ben Biebenroth, first time guest. We talked about Spice Acre Farms. Spiceacres.com is his website, and follow him on Instagram at, at Spice Headquarters. Then we talked with Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. We talked about the business of barbecue that was going on. Traeger out for public. Weber out for public. Traeger bought meter. Or I kept saying meter... Meter eater or whatever the hell I was saying. Meat eater. Nevertheless, go find Derek Riches at DerekRiches.com. Second hour, we talked with the embedded correspondents about favorite barbecue sauces. We also talked about more about the live fire business dealings that went on over the past couple weeks. And we talked about expectations at restaurants. Should you have them or not? You know, I try and live expectation-free in life in general. I got to apply that to restaurants, too. And then we had the American Idol Finals, the produced duet, which was roundly hammered by everybody. But John and I picked it up in the live portion and brought it home strong. You can vote now, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com and give me your winner, who you think won, John or myself. That's all you need. You don't need to list one or two. Just give me one name, your favorite, 
And the one with the most votes will win. Winner will be revealed next Tuesday. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hey, what's up? This is JM, host of the Celebrity Grill podcast on iTunes. And you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling all the time.